What's happening in Montgomery County? This is Historian's Podcast, Extra Edition Number 4, COVID-19. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest is Montgomery County Executive Matt Ossenfort. Thanks for joining us, uh, County Executive Ossenfort. Pleasure to be here. One thing that's in the news today, uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, April 22nd, is uh, there's a demonstration planned for Albany, uh, probably will have happened all, already, for people who want to open the country up. And there was sort of a related story to that uh, involving a, a man that I know you know very well, uh, State Senator George uh, Amador, who's asking Governor Cuomo to consider reopening the upstate area for business sooner than New York City and its suburbs. And I believe that that's what the governor's now saying. Is that your understanding? Is that how we will reopen? Yeah, I think it's good that the governor is talking about taking a regional approach. I think that makes a lot of sense. New York is a vast and uh, uh, very diverse state. And, um, you know, what, it's often difficult to make policy for the entire state because it is so different. So I do think that taking that regional approach, approach and possibly opening up uh, certain portions of the economy uh, earlier than uh, in some areas earlier than others, it makes sense. I actually spoke with um, County Executive uh, Anthony Pacente last night. Um, he's the County Executive in, in Oneida County, um, and we're, we're going to be, um, you know, pooling our resources together amongst our County Executives in the Mohawk Valley and putting forth some ideas on how to reopen um, safely, uh, but also, you know, in a way that, you know, can try to get things moving a little bit here in upstate New York, because, you know, it's trying to find that balance, and that's the hot topic right now, whether you're talking about national politics or right down to local government, is how do we balance trying to um, protect the public and do the right thing when it comes to safety, but mm -hmm. also, you know, try to get the economy moving again. So I would say that uh, the senator is right on the money, um, and it looks like the governor is starting to think that way as well. And um, I'm hoping in the next few days um, to be talking a little bit more uh, publicly about, uh, you know, what the executives have been talking about behind the scenes as far as putting some plans mm -hmm. together and some suggestions for the governor. So would it be, or is it safe to say, or what, what do you say about your county, Montgomery County? Do you think Montgomery County is ready to open now or will be no, ready? I don't think we're ready to open now, but I think we need to start planning and preparing. I think one of the things that, um, you know, there's been some frustration locally about is, you know, uh, that the, the the local governments don't really have a whole lot of say. You know, the executive action that's been taken by the governor really supersedes everything we're doing. And, you know, we'd like to make sure we have a voice at the table and speak up and, and try to advocate, you know, for different positions that we think are appropriate. And we're not there yet, but um, that's certainly where our minds are and where we, are, you know, are planning uh, is right now because, um, you know, we're going to, you know, hopefully try to get things moving as, as, as soon as possible with also being mindful that, you know, we're still really, you know, dealing with this on the ground level in the counties as far as doing the tracking and the testing and all, all, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to belabor this, but and, uh, Andrew Cuomo says, as I understand it, and he certainly is on the media a great deal these days, that, well, you could open a restaurant, let's say even in Amsterdam or St. Johnsville, you know, somebody could drive there from Westchester or um, um, New York City, that New York State is connected by this uh, road system. 
Oh, absolutely, and especially with Montgomery County essentially straddling the thruway, uh, that's something you need to be very mindful of. And I think, uh, you know, I've seen that that theory in practice when it comes to looking at the individual cases we had. Um, a lot of the cases we've had have been from situations like that. And, um, you know, I think the most difficult part about this is that there's so much uncertainty um, and that's why you, you have to be able to take it a day at a time, uh, put your best ideas forward, and also be willing to adjust and change. But I think preparing to open um, is, is something where we all need to be thinking about how exactly we're going to do that, work with our local businesses, work with our local nonprofits on what the proper guidelines are going to be and, and how we're going to social distance as we reopen. And whether it happens in a week, uh, four weeks, or three months, you know, we, the time is now to start preparing because it's, it's not going to feel normal for a long time even if we are quote unquote opening up again even when we open up and people can go out i think there's going to be a real question whether or not people are visit are going to visit a restaurant or do feel comfortable going to get their hair cut no matter how bad they need it um so those are the, the interesting things that we're going to have to deal with moving forward and the uncertainty is what makes it all so difficult and uh and trying on people because you don't know but i think ultimately that you have to do the best you can but also be willing to accept the facts on the ground and the data of that day because it changes every day. We went one week where we had a, a real severe spike in cases, and then the following week it, it calmed down a little bit. And you just got to be mindful to what's happening on the ground. We're talking with Matt Ossenfort, County Executive of Montgomery County. Have, have you issued or is the County Executive a state of emergency for your county? And, and when is that supposed to expire at the moment sure um we we did uh, uh, our initial state of emergency some time ago we've that went for 30 days we've since renewed it um that stands for another 30 days until um it either expires or till i lift it uh, at this point we don't have any plans to lift that and that goes into uh, about may 12th uh, um, approximately and um, you know again we're going to be taking it day by day but we are still under a state of emergency our county offices are close to the public and obviously throughout the county we're following uh, the guidelines uh, that, have, that have come down from uh, the governor. And this of course is all is changing a lot but it, it, how many confirmed cases have uh, been in Montgomery County that uh, is are known of and, and how many people have died? Sure um, we have uh, right now 45 cases of those 45 uh, 25 have made a full recovery which is the good news Right now, we have uh, 16 uh, of those 45 are on home-based monitoring or quarantine. We have three people under medical care, and sadly, we've had uh, one fatality. So, you know, you look to other counties and, and, and some of the other areas, uh, it's not a huge number, uh, but, you know, it's not uh, something to take lightly. Um, you know, we are a relatively smaller rural county, uh, but that 45 number is something we're keeping a close eye on. and. Um, you know, just using that to help us make decisions. But, Bob, I tell you, my, my opinion is, and what I've seen with the testing is, I, you know, if we had a 1,000 tests, I, I guarantee that number would be a lot higher, and that's why I'm very interested to see, you know, how this issue of the antibody testing shapes up because I think the antibody testing and the um, 
um, what you might call it, the uh, the possibility of some sort of therapeutic are really going to dictate what this next year looks like. If we can get a uh, you know a, a a treatment that could really help move things forward, um, and the antibody testing can help give us an idea of how prevalent this is outside of what we've been able to test. Do you know? I mean, can people who live in Montgomery County get a, a test, either the antibody or uh, the test for the virus itself? Right now, the antibody test, no. But I would encourage folks to uh, check out. Um, we've been doing the briefings every Friday uh, through social media, um, and Sarah's been on the radio. Our public health director every Friday morning. She's going to be doing a special presentation on antibody testing specifically um, through our Facebook Live and social media that we've been doing. So I would encourage people, if they want more information about the antibody testing, to listen in to her. She knows a lot more about it than I do. Um, but really, because there is a limited number of tests, it, it, not just everybody can walk in and get a test. There's a procedure. They have to go through a screening process. And also, I would uh, just a little piece that some people don't realize, the county has tests. We've been allotted some from the state. We've also went out to the private market and purchased our own, but you also have uh, doctors and, and uh, healthcare organizations and, and local organizations uh, such as the Sentinel also doing testing. Um, so we're all kind of combining forces to try to do the best job we can with the resources we have. Do you know how many in Montgomery County have lost their jobs? We don't know that exact number, um, it's, and it's an interesting um, question because when you look at a lot of the major employers in Montgomery County, most of them have been deemed essential. I'm talking the big employers, the Targets, the Dollar Generals, the Beach Nuts, the um, you know the uh, the county, uh, the school district. I mean, even if they're not actually working, they're still getting a paycheck. So a lot of the big organizations. Uh, you know, I don't foresee any huge issues there. Um, Cass and Keller has had a different, difficult time in Fonda. But, the, you know, one of the biggest concerns is, is those small mom-and-pop businesses that are getting hit the hardest. Some of them were locked out of the federal uh, SBA funding because they did not get in in time, and now and they ran out of money. So, uh, you know, when I talk to some of these folks, um, you know, there's a lot of concern there. When I get off the phone here, I'm heading up to the uh, Dykeman Dairy Farm to talk with them about how this has been impacting them, as you're probably well aware of, the dairy industry is is hurting more than usual, and so there's definitely a lot of pain out there, um, and it's 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 more so in our small uh, to mid-sized businesses. A lot of the you know service-oriented, uh, you know the restaurants, the the salons, the, the tattoo parlors, the things things of that nature where people are really really stuck and. Um, you know, we're going to get solid numbers on that uh, as we go, I'm sure. But just anecdotally, I can tell you that mm -hmm. um, that's where you're seeing the most pain here in Montgomery County. Isn't one of the largest employers in the county the hospital, the St. Mary's Hospital? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So I would um, that's, that's, imagine that's, those folks are working, but yeah, yeah, and even you know, and you're even seeing in some areas not even low. Much this doesn't happen locally, to my knowledge, but you know, even some of the hospitals are hurting because they're not doing the the non-elective procedures and things of that mm -hmm. nature, and they've had to furlough some folks. So, um, you know, we'll see. I haven't heard that coming out of uh, St. Mary's, but yeah, that's that. You know, to to that point I was making earlier, a lot of the major employers are still working and and hiring. Quite frankly, um, there's there's a number of opportunities uh, for folks in Montgomery County who are looking for work. Um, you know, we have a, a website on our business development uh, page, uh, Montgomery County uh, New York Works, that, you know, can list some of those job opportunities. But, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it, it is a very interesting time, you know, certainly across the nation, but you know that that's that still rings true here locally in Montgomery County. Mm. And you did a presentation with uh, other county officials, uh, your health director, and also the, the sheriff, I believe, Sheriff Jeff Smith, about uh, domestic violence, crime, mental health problems. Are they on the rise? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I can confirm that. Um, in talking with the sheriff, our, our domestic violence calls are up. Uh, the type of calls where, you know, it's, it's, it's disturbances, arguments, things of that nature are also up. Um, and and people are, are, are really hurting. Um, and I would say even, you know, uh, myself included, I mean, it's, this has not been an easy time for a lot of people. And trying to figure out how to adjust to this has been very stressful, even in a, in a relatively good situation. So folks that are, that are struggling are not... Um, uh, certainly having a tough time, and um, you know we've been trying to be proactive about uh, getting resources out there to for to to help people. Um, we've been putting a lot of that on our social media and our website, and and if anyone has any uh, questions, they can always call our office as well. But it it is it's it, it's on the rise. It's very concerning, and and we're just trying to do the best we can to be patient and understanding with folks who are having a difficult time and get them the resources they need. Um, also, you know, and this is more anecdotal. Um, you know, the <laughs> I think alcohol consumption is up. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had to guess, uh, even though I have no data on that, but from what I've seen and what I've heard. From from uh, Sarah uh, in public health, because Sarah is actually our, our mental health uh, director as well, and um, you know really has a good handle on those types of issues. And she's really concerned, and we're just trying to pump information out to people. So if uh, th- there is some places that they can reach out and get help, um, because uh, you know there's there's certainly a lot of people struggling right now, Bob. There and there. This is just one incident, I believe. But there was a a scam email regarding the virus that used your name. Can you explain that story? Yeah, I, I that was one of the more surprising days uh, at the office. Um, you know, we've been getting scam emails into our office. People trying to sell PPE and want you to send gift cards or cash, and you know, you can tell right away that they're just phony and, and people are trying to rip you off. Uh, but we were made aware by a local business that uh, there was an email that went out that was talking about um, uh, that came from me. It was signed Matthew L. Austin for asking for uh, money for um, uh, veterans who needed help and uh, people in hospice and, um, you know, please, you know, send these gift cards to this place and uh, really need your help. And it was very convincing. And it was signed, you know, with using my name, which was a little different than anything I've ever seen before and certainly hit a little close to home. Um, but, yeah, the scammers are out there uh, big time right now. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't immune from that. And, and they must have seen my briefings or um, Googled Montgomery County and decided to use my name. And, and my concern was that, you know, I have in the past often, you know, tried to help local organizations do fundraising and, you know, ask for money for worthy causes. And, you know, so that's why it was, we felt it was important to make sure just to be safe that we got it out there to make people aware that, you know, not only did this happen with me, um, but it, it's happening all over the place. And uh, whether you're a municipal entity or a senior citizen at home, you got to be very careful uh, about the warning signs because um, it, it's, 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 it's happening quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, Friday, I believe, Friday, April 24th, uh, you and uh, Amsterdam Mayor Michael Sinquanti and others are organizing another food distribution effort that will take place in Amsterdam? 
Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, a lot of great work done on this, and it's progressed, and, you know, just like a lot of things, we've improved and learned how to do things a little bit better. Um, they've been doing a great job with uh, the food distribution. I believe over, you know, 500, uh, you know, uh, uh, people have, have been able to take advantage of this. Um, but um, this is the new thing this week is we worked uh, with the city to uh, get the Army uh, reserves in and to help with the distribution and maintain social distancing and things of that nature. So that will be happening again this Friday, and I give a lot of kudos to the mayor and the volunteers who are keeping this going and um, trying to help out people that need it. And that's, you know, Bob, you're sensing a theme here. Um, you know, since this has happened, you know, you're seeing this county pull together once again, just like we have in the past with floods and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's no different here. I mean, it's it's trying to get food to those who need it, trying to get mental health services to those that need it, trying to get, you know, um, help people through the unemployment process. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's become a real team effort. And, you know, through all the darkness and the sadness and the, the trouble that this has caused, you really have seen um, a lot of people step up and you've seen a lot of the best in people and, and that, you know, food distribution that's happening in Amsterdam regularly is, is a, a great example of that. Has the county legislature or other county government organizations been able to meet electronically? I believe Amsterdam did a city council meeting using Zoom at one point not too long ago. Yes, um, the... We did not have a meeting in March. We pushed the March resolutions back to April because there wasn't anything that was too time sensitive. We're going to be meeting uh, this coming Tuesday um, to do both March and April's resolutions. That will be a teleconference, and the clerk of the legislature, Cheryl Reese, is putting that together. Um, and then we're going to kind of take it one month as it goes. Um, but, um, you know, our, I know our county IDA is going to be meeting coming up, and everybody's adjusting, whether you're using the Zoom platform or you're doing tele-meetings, uh, you know, making sure you have that public participation and you're following all the rules is, is something that is important as, in addition to mastering the technology and trying to make it work well and, and again, accomplish your, your goals of, uh, you know, the meeting. Let me end with a, a follow-up on something you brought up earlier. Uh, Montgomery County is a very large dairy county, and you're going to see a dairy farmer today. Uh, th these folks are really in um, uh, quite a bit of trouble uh, uh, with uh, milk that they can't sell? Correct. Yeah, that's the that's that's the challenge. Um, they, you know, a lot of the local farmers do not have uh, an outlet uh, once once uh, you know they have it in the tanker and ready to go. So, um, you know, in that, and combined with a whole host of other issues, but you know, it appears that you know they've been the farmers and ag community have been left aside in in some of the federal legislation, and it's been quite confusing, and they don't know exactly where to, you know, go to for help. Um, and that's something we've been pushing for and, and spoke with Congressman Delgado quite a bit uh, about that. And, and really, we need the federal government to step up to help our local dairy industry. Um, you know, it's, it was tough times before uh, this epidemic, and it's only exacerbated uh, the issues that are already there. So, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, multi-generational family uh, farms in the county 
um, that have not survived over the past few decades. And, you know, uh, my, you know, we got to do everything we can to try to preserve this rich history we have here in this tradition. Um, and I think that's going to mean uh, we need some serious federal help. And mm-hmm. uh, right now that help is not there. I know they're working on it, but, but, but they need to move quick because um, – you know, if, if if they don't do it, we're going to lose some more family farms, and you know that's that's not good. And then also, you know, the other issue is if we they do have uh, milk that they can't bring to market, then how is there any way we can get that milk, um, you know, in the hands of people locally? And I know that's something they're working on diligently, and and it will be a big uh, point of uh, to- uh, topic of discussion today. And uh, looking forward to to seeing the Dykemans. They're a great family here in Montgomery County, and. Um, you know, see how they're handling it specifically and, and, and take it from there and see if there's any way we can help. But I really think help needs to come down from the federal level and, you know, they need to, you know, get their act together and, 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 and think about the little guy. When I hear, you know, of, of, of you know, a lot of these, you know, large organizations, uh, these publicly traded organizations or these entities um, that have taken money that didn't really need it and are now giving it back while local businesses and, and farming organizations are still struggling and have no way to get in, it just emphasizes to me that, you know, government should not be just for those that are the well-connected. Uh, it needs to be for people that really need help, um, and, and it appears that uh, that boat has been missed, and, and they better turn that around. Otherwise, I think you're going to be have a lot of frustrated, angry voters come November. You've been listening to Historians Podcast Extra Edition number four about the COVID-19 uh, crisis. Our guest, Montgomery County Executive Matt Ossenfort. I'm Bob Cudmore.